0: Hello everyone, this is Jim Lucy, editor-in-chief for Electrical Wholesale and Electrical Marketing, with the July 12th edition of the Today's Electrical Economy Podcast, sponsored by Champion Fiberglass. The company began producing the epoxy fiberglass conduit and fittings in 1988, and in 1989 developed the first conduit from epoxy resins that had flame resistance and low smoke characteristics. This met the most stringent of codes and specifications. In today's broadcast, listeners will learn about the electrical stocks that had the best share price returns in the first half of 2021 and take a look at an interesting trend line in auto and light truck production. And as always, we'll review some of the key weekly economic indicators that will give you a good sense of where the electrical economy may be heading in the coming weeks. They are initial unemployment claims at the state level, rail freight cart traffic, the Baker Hughes rig count, oil prices and copper prices. Our thanks again to Champion Fiberglass for once again sponsoring the Today's Electrical Economy series of podcast for 2021. We're delighted to be working again with Champion. For the week ending July the 3rd, the advanced figure for seasonally adjusted initial unemployment claims was 373,000, an increase of 2,000 from the previous week's revised level. That level was revised up by 7,000 from 364,000 to 371,000. The four-week moving average for unemployment claims was 394,500, which is a decrease of 250 from the previous week's revised average. This is the lowest level for the average since March 14th of last year, when it was 225,500. The advanced seasonally adjusted unemployment rate was 2.4% for the week ending June 26th, a decrease of 0.1% points from the previous week's unrevised rate. The following 10 states had some good news. They were the top 10 in decreases in unemployment claims over the previous week. Leading that list was Michigan with 5,872 fewer claims, Alabama with 2015 fewer claims, Tennessee with 983 fewer claims, the state of Washington with 664 claims, Illinois with 1419 fewer claims, Missouri with 1225 fewer claims, Delaware with 1182 fewer claims, New Jersey with 980 fewer claims, North Carolina with 812 fewer claims, Oregon had 810 less claims, and the state of Ohio with 761 fewer claims. Now let's take a look at the 10 states that had the biggest increases in unemployment claims for the week ending July the 3rd. Pennsylvania was at the top of the list with over 21,000 claims. They had 21,590 more claims in the week prior. California, 15,712 more claims. Kentucky with 9,127 more claims. Florida also with 2,337 claims. Texas with 2,089 claims. District of Columbia, 1,797 additional claims. Wisconsin, 1,339 additional claims. Virginia, 1,307 more claims in the previous week. Oklahoma had 1,240 more claims. And Maryland had 1,016 more claims. An interesting leading indicator for the health of the overall U.S. economy is freight rail traffic because it's a a measure of the amount of raw materials and finished goods being shipped by rail. The best source for this data is the American Association of Railroads, or AAR. It publishes this data weekly. The most recent news from AAR is good. According to AAR Senior Vice President John Gray, U.S. rail volumes in the second quarter of 2021 reflect an economy that is in much better shape than it was, but it still has room to grow. In the second quarter, total U.S. freight carloads were the highest since the fourth quarter of 2019. Carloads excluding coal were the highest since the third quarter of 2019. And intermodal and chemical volumes were both the highest for any quarter in history. Carloads of steel-rated commodities were also relatively strong in the second quarter, reflecting higher demand as the industrial economy continues to recover. Total combined U.S. traffic for the first 26 weeks of 2021 was 13,334,592 carloads and intermodal units. That's an increase of nearly 14% compared to last year. In the month of June, 19 of 20 carload commodities that are tracked by AR saw gains compared to June of 2020, and as you can see in the more recent weekly data through July Second, only two categories were down compared to the first week of July, 2020. Petroleum products was down 4.3% and non-metallic minerals were down 3.1%. You can see some very large gains in motor vehicles and parts with an increase of 24.8% and an increase of metallic waters and metals with an increase of 24.7%. If you track the oil market, you're probably familiar with the Baker Hughes rig count, which tracks the oil and gas rigs that are operating. This data is available by state, basin, and nationally at www.rigcount.bakerhughes.com. This slide gives you an idea of the largest oil and gas deposits. It really shows you just how many of the large oil plays are in Texas and Oklahoma, and how big an area the Marcellus gas region covers in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and parts of West Virginia. The Baker Hughes rig count looks good compared to last year, but there has not been much change over the last few weeks. The Permian Basin has 111 more rigs than it did the first week of July in 2020. That basin's rig counts account for almost half of the US total. The Eagle Ford Basin in Texas added 21 rigs over the past year, and the Hainesville Basin in Texas and Louisiana added another 16 rigs over the year. Oil prices continue to surge. they up 59% year-to-date through early July and are still comfortably above the $70 per barrel level. Economists like to call copper Dr. Copper because it's a leading economic indicator for future economic activity because it's used in so many industries. The construction industry is one of the leading markets because of its use in wiring cable and copper plumbing pipe. Economists are watching copper prices closely as a sign of inflation, as you can imagine. Copper is still at the high end of its historical range, but prices are still tracking below their peak in this past May when they sat in a $4.70 per pound range. Now let's take a look at a new indicator for today's electrical economy podcast series, the monthly auto and light truck sales. These are in millions. And as you can see, they've dipped a little bit after hitting their monthly per- annual production rate of about 17 million. The, the decline over the past two months has attributed in part to the shortage of semiconductor chips. Over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be researching an interesting part of the auto market, the electric vehicles for delivery trucks and work trucks. There's been a lot of activity with the majors, as well as some interesting startups. And I'll be bringing you some of my research in in a future podcast. Now that we're at the half point of 2021, I thought it'd be a good time to take a look at some of the publicly held electrical stocks that, that are out there. At the top of the list with the biggest change year to date was Generac. With a change of over 84%, and that's after changes in 2019 and 2020, each of about 100%. So Generex stock is just going gangbusters. Other stocks at the very top of the list include steel manufacturing Newcore, which was just over 84% change, core with a 67% change, Acuity Brands bounced back nicely over the past couple of months and is up 58.49% over the year to date. The Mass Tech contractor was up over 58%. Signify is showing some real nice growth this year, 51%. Sumptable Lighting Group was up 43%. Also in the top 10 were Envent with an increase of 40%. Rexel, the distributor, 40%. And Encore, the contractor, with 38%. You can see how well these companies are doing compared to the S&P average, which year to date, and this is through June 30th with adjusted uh, splits and including dividends. Yeah, the market indices for our S&P up 16.73%, Dow Jones up 14.59%, and NASDAQ up 14.36%. And again, that's through the June 30th close. As a whole, public Hill distributors did quite well compared to the market indices as well. As we've mentioned, Rexel was up 40%. Wesco is up a, 30, a strong 35.58% year to date. The electronics distributor Abnet up almost 15%. Granger, came in with a 13.85% increase. MSC Industrial Direct in a, quite a little bit less and under the market indices is 11.77. Fastenal, also one of the market indices at 10.5, and Cayman Corporation actually showed a decline of 6.8%. As a whole, the publicly-held contractors did even better than the distributors through the first six months of this year. As we mentioned Mastech was one of the leading companies on our in- complete index at 58%. MCOR Group, came in at 38.53%. Quanta Services, another strong performance, 33.16% percent day to date increase. MDU Resources Group at 24.8%. And IES Holdings was the only of a, one of the public health contractors with a decline, showing 23.6%. But in, as a whole, all very strong showings. That wraps things up for today's podcast. Special thanks to the folks at Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring today's Electrical Economy podcast series in 2021 please contact me if there's any other type of economic data you'd like us to cover in these podcasts. Our next presentation will be on Monday, July 26. Until then, stay well, be happy, look forward to talking with you in two weeks.